This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. Manufacturing is hurting a little bit. From Marketplace, I'm Sabri Beneshore, in for David Brancaccio. We got a snapshot of the manufacturing economy this week, and it was a little disappointing. Industrial production is a measure of what's being produced in manufacturing, mining, and utilities, and it fell in January. Economists were expecting an increase, and December's figure was revised down. So why might this be? Well, bad weather can actually do that, and interest rates are high, which slows a lot of things down. But there is at least one bright spot in all this, as Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman reports. Manufacturing overall fell nearly 1% from January of last year, but high-tech manufacturing of semiconductors and circuit boards rose by more than 20%. No, it's not a blip. Mark Zandi at Moody's Analytics says demand for chips is booming, starting with the auto industry. Production is steadily rising globally, and of course, then there's AI. Meanwhile, the feds are spending tens of billions to build new chip factories, most of which aren't producing yet, says Ned Hill at Ohio State University's Manufacturing Institute. These are very large, complicated plants to design and build. There's also a long lead time to buy the equipment, so these plants are going to roll out over a two- to five-year period. Now, this alone won't jumpstart U.S. manufacturing. Semiconductors make up less than half a percent of GDP, says Paul Ashworth at Capital Economics. So although it's growing at a very rapid pace, it doesn't do much even to boost manufacturing overall. But that's beside the point, says Mark Zandi. This isn't about jobs. This is really about national security. We had to bring some of that chip production back home. Right now, most semiconductors are produced in Taiwan. And they're crucial for everything from defense equipment to personal computers. I'm Mitchell Hartman for Marketplace. All right, let's do the numbers. S&P and NASDAQ futures are both up in the 2 to 6 tenths percent range. Dow futures are down 32 points, about a tenth of a percent. The yield on the 10-year Treasury is 4.259%. Nike is announcing job cuts. The sportswear giant said yesterday that it's going to lay off about 2% of its total workforce, which would be more than 1,600 jobs. The company is citing weaker profits as consumers pull back on discretionary spending. And there's news that Chinese automaker BYD is looking to build an electric vehicle factory in Mexico as a possible entry point for exporting cars to the United States. BYD recently beat out Tesla to become the world's top EV maker in terms of sales. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine 
I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy. Late last week, the Federal Communications Commission banned robocalls that use voices generated by artificial intelligence. That came after phone calls using AI to imitate President Joe Biden were made to New Hampshire voters during that state's primary. The fake messages tried to discourage people from voting. Authorities have issued cease and desist orders against two Texas companies they say were involved with the robocalls. For more on this, we are joined by Wasim Khalid, CEO and co-founder of Blackbird AI, a firm that uses AI to spot and fight disinformation campaigns. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, great to be here. Let's go back and hear that soundbite of the fake President Biden phone call. And just to be extra clear, this is fake, 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 fake. This is not actually President Joe Biden speaking. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. So that is not President Biden, but it is pretty convincing. This technology is is pretty advanced and it's only getting better, right? Absolutely. The the thing about today's generative AI and, and, and technology infused landscape is the tools that are available to do the kind of Thing you just heard here have become so low cost and so easy to use by threat actors or anyone who's looking to deceive the public. It's made the ability to manipulate human perception so straightforward that it's going to just continue to ramp up. Are there less tangible or less obvious ways AI might be harnessed to manipulate people, whether that's in election years or not? Well, it's the combination people fusing all of these things together to create much more convincing realities that can deceive people much easier. So you may note that very recently there was a uh, $25 million transaction that took place because the person who was making that wire transfer actually thought that their, their CEO and other executives were on a Zoom call. And it turned out that the the videos were superimposed over essentially avatars, they had simulated their voices using clips from their voices. And it combined it all together to create something that was very, very difficult to overcome by the average person. And that's because today, people aren't really ready for the kinds of of mind bending technologies that are out there. That is nuts. A fake Zoom call and like fake video, fake audio, fake all of it. That's wild. And it worked. And it worked. Right. Do you have any thoughts on what we 
as consumers should do to protect ourselves from this latest generation of malicious AI? With generative AI or any kind of media, you have to think that, yes, it very well could be fabricated and that technology will get better and better. So video, audio, they're all questionable. I would say the other thing is, for example, it's happened to many people where they'll get a distress call from someone they know. And they say maybe they're in Mexico and in some foreign country and they've been kidnapped and they need money via a wire transfer or something of that nature. And this is this is happening pretty widespread as well, right? This is the analog just tip is if someone calls you and they say they're in distress, they need money or they need help or whatnot. I mean, I have, and many people I know now have like a, a code word with their family. And so people really need to understand what's happening in the information environment to protect themselves today. Wasim Khalid is CEO and co-founder of Blackbird AI. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Our executive producer is Kelly Silvera. Our digital producer is Dylan Mietinen. Our engineers are Justin Dooler, John Brewington, and Brian Allison. And in New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore, and you're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report. From APM, American Public Media.